Hello, everyone, and welcome this morning, evening, or afternoon, whatever time you're watching, to Lensbins, a show dedicated to, or podcast, if you will, uh, dedicated to Black life in America and all over the world and music. Uh, this discussion today will consist of my favorite, Lord of the Rings. The Lord of the Rings, um, also Disney in general, which of course, as you know now, owns the Lord of the Rings saga and um, just about everything that George, excuse me, that um, J.R. Tolkien um, has to offer from his sagas. Um, And also Star Wars. So um, more specifically, we're gonna dive into uh, the talk about um, Black people in these sagas, in these series, including um, the Rings of Power and uh, Game of Thrones, or excuse me, House of Dragons, actually, the Game of Thrones spinoff. So sit back, relax, and let's jump in, Lens Bends. So for those of you who don't know, the ring is back. And so is the Lord. The Lord of the Rings has returned uh, with a new series on Prime, um, Amazon Prime, I believe, or Prime Video, which is titled The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. And it is a prequel, prequel that goes um, back, if you can use prequel to refer to series, um, that goes back into the story of um, what was before the Lord of the Rings and what led to that and the forging, the forging of the great rings, you know, the three that were given to the elves, you know, wisest, fairest, and um, awesomest of all beings. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I think I might just go ahead and do a British accent for this entire video or podcast episode. So let's, let's have at it. Let's see if I can keep it going. Um, but House of the Dragon is back, the prequel for uh, the Game of Thrones series. We've also got the Ring of the Rings of Power, Lord of the Rings. Um, uh, that is the prequel to the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. And then also we've got um, other things as well that kind of drift into this conversation as well. Um, so like Star Wars and a lot of the uh, people who are so upset about the race of the people who are being cast as these main characters um, and tight characters in these films and series and these productions. And it's it's mind-boggling. It's absolutely maddening, you know? And I know we're all a bit mad here, but this is a bit too full. It's a bit too full. Um, so... I guess I'll start off with the problems that I have with a lot of these um, remakes myself. So I remember when I was in high school, it was, it was, I think it was the year that I was graduating early, I believe it was 2012, and I was graduating in December, and I went to go see, I was living in Baldwin in West County in St. Louis, and I went to, I think, the Pat Movie Theater, which is where I also saw um, the, the last Harry Potter movie from my generation. Um, but I saw Force Awakens and I was livid. 
I mean, quite frankly, honestly, I was livid. Was livid. It's like, what right foul get put this in front of me, put this in front of millions of people, billions of people all over the world who have grown up with this, you know, Harry Potter saga, excuse me, with this Star Wars saga, and, you know, grown up with it so near and dear to our hearts. So, needless to say, I've seen nothing since then. I've completely banned myself from the saga, and I think I am a relenting on that, you know, fairly soon. I will be but um because I have heard mixed things and I also believe in you know the motto of you know don't knock something until you try it so let's try it but my main issue with a lot of these things like the Hobbit Star Wars Force Awakens haven't seen anything since I haven't even seen the Mandalorian um um, with um, with uh, all of this, CGI. There's too much of it. It's way too much CGI. It's like every corner I turn, everything we look at, it's got more CGI than movie. It's got more CGI and 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 computer generated nonsense than actual reality. Even the people who are walking around upright on their own too are being completely morphed into these CGI computer-generated characters who don't even look realistic. You know, one of the main problems I had with um, uh, the, law, the Star Wars saga before I was even an adult, before there were any more than the... Um, four fifth and sixth films to have come out in succession so i know those weren't the four fifth and sixth episodes but they were the fourth fifth and sixth ones to air or to be presented to the public and in that order and um you know i do remember you know so like the Re revenge of the sith and um um episode two um clone wars episode three um when I believe Anakin became Darth Vader and lost his arm and his, his leg, I believe, as well. Did he, did he lose his leg? Anyway. This is my one main thing. And that was, why does Jabba the Hutt look the way he looks? Like, why is he not scary anymore? Why is he not frightening me? Why is he not, you know, giving me something to fear you know and it was all because he was this bright clunky cgi bit of mess it was just a bit of mess it didn't make any sense it didn't, i didn't understand why this had to be the case you know and then when i grew older and i later learned that this was done intentionally so that he would, you know, because the the creator wanted Star Wars to be in its full glory, and he thought that the only way that was possible would be with the uh, the technological advances that were coming. The original first three Star Wars are my favorite ones to this day, to this day. 
I do love the ones that came immediately after, but these are my favorite ones. My favorite. Wouldn't trade them for the world. And it just upsets me that people, that you know, he actually thought that this was going to be better. It's not better. Job of the Hut actually creeped me out when I was a kid. He actually made me wonder, what the hell is that thing? I was still a kid when I saw, you know, the ones that came out in the 90s and the 2000s, because I was born in the 90s, I was born in 94. So it's a little baffling, it's a bit baffling to come across this and then be like, oh, okay, well, you know, just go, go with it. You're not really going to go with it because it doesn't really make for going with, you know, it's not really conducive for that because it's not convincing. And that is one of the biggest problems that I think we have with these movies and TV shows nowadays is that the, the CGI has gone overboard to like the Hobbit. I grew up with the Lord of the Rings cartoons before I even saw the movies, the, the live action that came out in the early 2000s because the cartoons came out in the 70s and the 80s. The first one was the Hobbit in 77, 78 was uh, the Lord of the Rings, and then 82 was uh, The Return of the King, or 81. These movies were so dark, so dreary, so gloomy, so, I mean, the, the mood was set. It was perfect. You couldn't ask for a darker, darker, a darker cartoon. Then you watch the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and it's absolutely perfect. You could put them side by side, and the cartoon and the movie would both complement each other. But then you look at The Hobbit, and it's like you can immediately tell. It's like showing someone an episode of SpongeBob from 1999 or from 2003, and then showing them an episode of SpongeBob from 2012, stark, stark, undeniable difference, day and night, you know? And that is, it's, it's, it's the main thing for me. One of the other main things is if we look at The Hobbit still, it was so theatrical, so Disney-fied, so fun and fantastic. You know, it was more about a, it's kind of a thrilling adventure instead of thrilling in the more, you know, neutral way, um, maybe even the more, you know, negative way. It was a thrilling, Um, fantastic drama. It's a fantastical drama that's supposed to thrill you, that's supposed to keep you on the edge of your seat, but you're supposed to feel... It's supposed to be dramatic. It's not supposed to be theatrical. It's not supposed to be um, fun and carefree and family adventure. And I, it, I couldn't help but feel when watching The Hobbit that everything was made for families. 
that it was all made for families to watch together, to, um, you know, just be PG rated, maybe PG 13. I don't even think it would be PG 13. I don't see why. Now, I will say I have watched the first episode of The Rings of Power. I'm actually about to watch the next one right after this. <laughs> and then I watched the first three episodes. I just finished the third episode of um, House of the Dragon. And I am fairly impressed, especially with The Rings of Power. I've only seen one episode and I'm already hooked. Um, House of the Dragon, it's really Game of Thrones that's keeping me hooked in the history of that and the forewarning of certain things that were being recall, recalled, recounted um, from, you know, um, the Game of Thrones series, um, but about what, what is taking place in this series. But um, I will say it hasn't drawn me in as, as, as easily as Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, there were so many different characters um, of, of varying ages and backgrounds for you to get so caught up in the families. And, you know, you really felt as if you were a part of it. In this one, it seems more like, I guess because they don't have huge families, it's more of a, it's more, it takes more to get you into it, you know? It's going to take more information and more relationship building and things for us to really get into these characters because right now I just see people a lot of them look young um so I can't really relate to them or I don't really relate to them the same way you know but and that's a whole nother story because you know the ages of these actors and actresses who are playing these roles because um you know, X-Men, for instance, like, you know, I remember when I was a child, um, you know, seeing these older people play X-Men who were in their mid-20s to mid-40s or 50s. And now, you know, the people who they're casting for these Spider-Man and superhero films and, and TV shows are, you know, people who are substantially younger. So these people, I mean, they're younger than me, and I'm in my mid-twenties. About late-twenties, but still. You could technically consider 27 your mid-twenties, and take that to the bank and tell them, Lindsay, you. But... Um, I think... Those are the main issues that I have with a lot of what's going on with these shows. So just to set, just to speak on my issues and my corners, because I'm not gonna sit here and pretend that I don't have issues with things that I've seen happen. But it doesn't matter if it's Halle Bailey playing Ariel. It doesn't matter if it's Halle Berry playing Catwoman. They don't want to see a black person in power, even in a fantastical show. So people, there's this big uproar 
about people being upset that, you know, this um, that a part of the Targaryen and Valerian family is black. A nice portion of them are black. And it's just really, uh, it's really interesting. You know, it, it, it really resonates well with me seeing people like me in these shows. And it baffles me that people are, 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 I guess it doesn't baffle me, but it's quite staring. It's quite staring that people are so uneducated. They don't even want to acknowledge or have the ability to acknowledge the history of black people in Europe. Royalty, you know? So it's like, it's not it's not just that they can't accept in a show with fantastical dragons and magic and things like that, you know, ruling over the plot, um, uh, that a black person is in power. It's not just that, it's the fact that they can't cope with the reality that that happened in real life. This has happened. There is black royalty that dates back centuries, it, or if you go back centuries. So it, it's 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 just quite perplexing to some degree, and then to another degree, it's like okay, well, expect it. But you know, people are upset about the Little Mermaid. They're upset about. Um, uh, they're upset about House of Dragons. They're upset about, and I know they'll be upset if they're not already about the Rings of Power, because within this first episode, I've seen so many black people. It is unbelievable. It's it's unreal, quite frankly, because I'm not used to it. You know, we see things like you know Harry Potter and um, the Lord of the Rings and. There's not a black person in sight in the Lord of the Rings. There were people who were supposed to be people who were not quite white, I think, but they weren't black. You know, there were no, there, there were very few black people in Harry Potter. You know? So this is really, and there were no black people really in um, Game of Thrones. And they were okay with the people of Dawn being in power because they were technically not black. But let it be a black person as a part of the Seven Kingdoms, especially as Valyrian. Mm. That's a problem. Quite a problem indeed. So, here we are. The haters gonna hate. that shouldn't stop you from enjoying the series and the sagas. And it won't stop me. I'm actually going to give Star Wars another chance and see what they've done since The Force Awakens. You know, now that everyone's up and ready, (laughs) risen and shining. (laughs) Let's see what's up. But I think I'll leave you with this. 
but it's been a pleasure speaking with you tonight, especially in this accent. <laughs> I hope I don't have to re-record this whole thing because the accent sounds absolutely terrible. <laughs> and I look forward to the next time you can jump in, Lindsay. Thanks. Thank you.